LeBron is still a liar. Why MLB players need this season and what Earl Thomas can learn from Jay Cutler, of all people. Let's talk about it on a brand new Air Attack starting right now. And we should know at this point, if there's an opportunity for LeBron to get attention and hurt people along the way, it's it's going to be it's going to be just fine with him. He really doesn't care what he does. We'll talk about that a little bit later. We'll get to the uh, the situation with MLB and NBA trying to get back into action, uh, and a few other things too. Uh, happy Mother's Day to those of you that it applies to. Uh, it was I, I can't was it also Nurses Week last week or this week? The, the nurses are getting a lot of mileage lately, so I, I want to be clear on this. I thought it was Nurses Week last week, so congratulations to all of you. Whichever week it is or day it is, I don't know. Uh, quite frankly, you should be happy you have jobs right now, but that's a different story. Thanks for all you do, yada, yada, yada. Um, half the country is still in lockdown. Some of the country is opening back up, and everybody's got a, an opinion about it, and they know exactly what they're talking about, and there's no arguing. So I'm not even going to bother with that. I've noticed now, here's the other thing. When you go to the store now, and I've seen this in a few supermarkets. I don't know if this is like a recommendation from the CDC or this is just supermarkets pretending like they care about you. Like, with, like, like when they give their essential workers an extra $2 an hour. Do you know what $2 an hour is? $2 an hour is like they're going to make another $11 that day after taxes. That's what $2 an hour is. It's crap to put up with what they've been putting up with the last eight weeks. It's a joke. But now in the supermarket, you have arrows that you're supposed to follow. I'm not really much of a rules guy to begin with. Okay, you have to wear a mask now in New Jersey. That's where I live. So, hey, you wear the mask. You do what you got to do. I don't have time in the supermarket to be looking down at little arrows on the floor telling me where to go. And I've noticed people giving me dirty looks. Even with the mask, you can tell they're giving dirty looks because their whole head is facing you and they're just rolling their eyes and you know, like they're going out of their way to shame you. Because why? Because I'm walking the opposite direction. Now I have to follow directions. What if there's something in an aisle that I want and then I don't want something from the next aisle, but I want something in the aisle after that? I have to snake my way through the aisles just to follow a pattern. I swear to you, it's turning into kindergarten. I'm not doing all that. I don't care. I'm allowed to be within three or four feet of people, no matter what anybody says. I, I don't care anymore. It's ridiculous. I don't want anybody to get sick, but let's face it, they're not going to get sick. Okay? I'm wearing the mask. I thought the mask was saving everybody. I, this is exactly what I said in the last show. Everyone's got to wear a mask and you'll be fine. Now, all of a sudden, what? The mask doesn't work? It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's absurd. Little arrows on the floor. Like, I don't have enough on my mind when I'm, I'm trying to stick to a shopping list and find things and, you know, look for toilet paper and paper towels and, you know, sanitize and all the things that are in limited supply if you can find them at all at this point. And now I got to follow little directions and little arrows on the floor. Give me a break, people. My God. You wonder why people want the country open back up. Enough of the insanity. Um, and then JetBlue thought it was a good idea to do a flyover. Now, a couple weeks ago, you had the Blue Angels and... I forget the other one. I, I apologize. Whatever the other group of fighter jets flying around New York City as a little flyover to show appreciation for people. What happens, of course, in the, in the age where everyone's supposed to be social distancing, okay, everybody, everybody gathered around to the water's edge and was completely ignoring all the social distancing and decided that, you know what, they're going to get a, a glimpse of the Blue Angels, which you understand, you know, they're kind of famous. They do cool things. It's, you know, you don't see fighter jets every day. They were flying low around the city. So what does JetBlue decide? Hey, listen. You never seen an airplane before, have you? <laughs> they decide they're going to fly jets over New York City. Here's the problem. New York City doesn't have the best history with low-flying commercial airliners. And and yes, before you even ask the question, yes, they flew right by the World Trade Center. Who on earth wants to go outside? Who's going to gather around to see a bunch of 747s fly around? What is the point of that? Who cares? The best part of that to me is that somebody got paid to do it. Whenever I see a decision like this, I'm just like, what? what is it? Somebody got paid money to make that decision, and then they pass it up the chain 
and it got approved all the way up to the top. Low-lying aircraft in, in New York City. Can't make it up. City's half empty to begin with, you clowns. Do you know, I mean, do you, do you know anything about what goes on here? Good God. And as a reward for all of you staying home and staying safe, because remember, stay safe, stay home, right? Never mind suicides and, and all, the, all the crimes that are popping up around the country because people have no money. Stay safe, stay home. And as a reward, Amy Schumer is going to teach you how to cook. Yep, on the Food Network. I'm not talking about some YouTube thing. No, no, no. This is Food Network. This is A-list cooking right here. Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer finally found a guy dumb enough to marry her. Turns out he's a chef. At the same time, Amy Schumer's pretty much been spit out of the comedy business because Amy Schumer does something called stealing jokes. Not the coolest thing in the world, if you can imagine. Kind of a no-no in the comedy world. Sort of like cheating at golf. You cheat at golf, people are going to remember forever. There is a certain president right now who is, who is learning that. And I've known that forever. When you cheat at golf, I cannot tell you how many times I've been at, at a golf club and someone points that to a guy and says, you see that guy right there? I'm like, yeah. He got caught cheating at a tournament in 2008. I'm like, what? It's 2018 now. What do you mean? 10 years? Yeah, that's right. Got caught moving his ball in the rough. No one ever forgets about it. You could kill a man and have it be forgotten sooner than cheating in golf. And stealing jokes is right there. So what does Amy Schumer decide? Hey, listen, I'm a spoiled brat. My uncle's a U.S. senator. Hey, you know what? I never really had any business being a comedian. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll go do something else I have no business doing. Telling people how to cook. So if you watched last week, she taught you how to make, I think, breakfast, which is tough. I know it's very, very difficult. And I think she also gave a recipe for an old-fashioned. So that's, that's fantastic. I hope you enjoyed that. My God. I got a glimpse of about 10 seconds of it, and I literally couldn't watch more than that. It was very tough to watch. She looked very, um, what's the word? Body positive. Yes, in other words, she looked hideous. And I just, I find her to be completely, I find that whole routine to be completely unfunny. You know, I, I listen, the gym's closed, but it doesn't apply to Amy Schumer. It's so funny that she doesn't work out. And I, I just, that, that's, that's supposed to be hilarious. She just let herself go and she wasn't funny to begin with. Let's give her a cooking show. Meanwhile, Adele goes on a diet. Okay, for her, I think 33rd, 34th birthday, decides to basically reveal this to the world, which is okay. I mean, to me, with all these lockdowns and stuff, there are a few things we don't need. We don't need, we don't need lectures because we're getting plenty of those with the masks and stay home and yada. Oh, it's the right thing to do. People patting themselves on the back for doing nothing and just parroting what they hear in the news. That's, I, that's never impressive to me. But I, you also don't need braggadocious posts about food or kids. No one, I, I, don't, I don't care about what you're eating. There's a lot of hungry people out there. I'm cooking up a storm. You want to, I mean, if I, if I showed you some of the stuff that, that I've made lately, you know, what, when, I'm able to, when I'm able to cook, I'm not going to get into that, but sometimes I can't. But when I'm able to cook, you know what? If I showed you some of the stuff, you'd say, oh, wow, it's eating pretty good. But I'm not going to brag about it because there's so many people out there who are hungry right now. And the other thing is no one cares about your kids. No one cares what your, your child, no one cares about your crazy, goofy kid antics around the house. Who gives a shit? Okay, we, know you, we knew you had kids, okay? If I cared when your kid turned three years and two months old, I would have asked you. I don't need you to tell me. Oh, 38 months, really? That just flew by. Can't wait to see what he looks like at 39 months. I've said this before, but it's the amount of people who are taking the opportunity to brag while they're locked down about working from home and kids, it's, it's pathetic. It's ridiculous. So it's a little controversial from that standpoint that Adele comes out and says, happy birthday to me, look at all the weight I lost. But that's really not something that, that people, other people can't do. You know, it's not like people are having a hard time feeding their kids. I mean, they're having a hard time feeding their kids. They're having a hard time even putting food on the table. It's not like they're having a hard time exercising. They should be able to exercise. Like, you can go for a run. It's a little tougher with the gyms closed. I know some of you that doesn't apply to, but with the gyms closed, it makes it tougher. But she basically 
Listen, she's rich and famous. She has a gym in her home. She made that very obvious. Or you can buy a Peloton, like the douchey commercial tells you to. Buy a Peloton, your life gets better. You know what I mean? But she comes out and she decides, hey, I look good. I feel good. I want to show everybody. And immediately she gets a bunch of shit for it. And to be fair about it, she was part of the crowd for years that would tell you, oh my God, I feel so great at my natural weight. How many times have we seen this bullshit routine before? Christina Aguilera, Jessica Simpson, Kelly Clarkson, a bunch of times, okay? I just feel so great at my natural weight. Now this pandemic hits the world, and what do they tell you? Who's one of the most vulnerable groups? People who are overweight. All of a sudden, being overweight isn't the coolest thing anymore, not to mention the fact that, I'm sorry, but when you're in shape, you tend to look better. And Adele comes up and has the nerve to, sh to give you proof of that, and people are all of a sudden pissed off at her. Sorry. It's, it's, it's not always going to be a world for people who are just lazy. It's not always going to be a world for people who don't even want to put makeup on. I'm sorry. Have you seen the Kardashians without makeup? It's not good. It's not exactly a pleasant thing. Khloe Kardashian's another one. Oh, yeah, you know what? Me just being dumpy and being Kim's sister, that's enough for me. And she decided after a while, eh, you know what? Maybe I want to get to the gym, too. Gets to the gym, looks better. Also had some work done on her face, which did not hurt. <laughs> just how it is, people. <laughs> when, you, when you're in shape, you tend to look better, okay? I don't, no matter how much bullshit from the media, celebrities, women's groups, Hillary Clinton, I don't care who it is, when you work out, you tend to look better. Good for Adele. Good for her. And the bottom line is she feels good. What happened to all that? What happened to body positive? Body, see, body positive apparently only applies to the direction that the number of pounds you're gaining is traveling in. That apparently is the only time where body positive applies. I mean, why, why can't like Kylie, Kylie Jenner be considered body positive? Why is that? No, it's got to be. No, it's got to be the old Adele. It's got to be. Who's the uh, who's the who's the, the plus size model who was pumping her breasts? I forget her name. Ashley Graham. Yeah. Oh, she's so body positive. I'm so impressed. You know, as somebody who could go to the gym but chooses not to, I'm really impressed by Ashley Graham. She's really body positive. Why can't someone feel good when they actually do something that's good for them? That's completely and utterly ridiculous. It's all a joke, people. It's absolutely a joke. Who are you going to hang your hat on now? Which, which celebrity that's a little bit overweight are people going to start hanging their hats on? I'm trying to think. It's a tough one. Not too many of them out there. There's more than there used to be, but there's not a ton of them. I'm sure you'll find some. I'm sure somebody will let themselves go and talk about how great they feel, and the cycle will continue. Um, now, as for LeBron James, the reason I bring LeBron up is, you know, I'm on Twitter, like I'm always on Twitter, um, you know, over the, over the weekend. You can follow the show at Air Attack Radio on Twitter now. Air Attack Radio on Twitter. Follow me at BC, a.k.a. The Man. And I see LeBron tweet something about being hunted every day, and here's a kid who's jogging, and I'm saying, okay, here we go again. Now, first and foremost... This is not a political show, but you've got a lot going on in politics right now. It's obviously an election year. You've got the situation. There are three main things that I see. Number one is the situation with Joe Biden, where all of the Me Too slash Believe Women crowd have been exposed as complete frauds because he's, he's accused of something. And all we heard with Brett Kavanaugh was credibly accused, credibly accused, credibly accused. No one's calling this woman credible, even though she apparently reported what happened and told friends and everything else. Doesn't mean that it happened, but all of a sudden, all the people who said you just have to believe women are backtracking. Like, just, I mean, really, like a bunch of cowards. Just they absolutely look like bumbling fools because they look like fools before. That's why. That's why I've always laughed at the believe women situation. Whether it's Brett Kavanaugh, Reuben Foster, anybody, you don't just say, "Hey, I believe women." It's a joke. Okay, that's number one. Number two, you got a situation with China, and obviously we're in the middle of this, of this pandemic, but it's become more and more clear every day that China has been, at the very best, misleading with the information that they've put out in the world. If you want to go further to that, they've been basically criminal. Okay, they've lied about the disease. They've lied about when it happened. They've sold masks to countries that were defective. 
There's an awful lot of innocent mistakes for one country to make. So there are people that don't want it to be China's fault because they want it to be the fault of a certain president because, again, it's an election year. Then the third thing you have going on is this thing with Obamagate, which I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know that he's going to get in trouble, you know, or anyone's going to get in trouble just for the simple fact that they never get in trouble, but there's something there. But they release all these documents this week, and you find out that the whole Michael Flynn fiasco and a lot of this Trump-Russia thing was just bullshit. So how convenient that all of a sudden we have this Black Lives Matter situation taking place in Georgia. And I looked at it, and I said, what's going on here? So I see this video of Ahmaud Arbery, you know, running through the streets in, in Brunswick, Georgia, and I said, this is kind of disturbing. I said the same thing Trump said. This is, this is ugly. What is this? But I watched it again because there was something off about it. And I watched it again, and I watched it again, and I watched it again. And when LeBron James gets up there and says that they're out there hunting us every day, meaning that they meaning white people, okay, we meaning black people. I'm not sure he said they, but I know he said we. So basically, LeBron James's position is that black people leave their homes and immediately someone's trying to hunt them down, okay? I found that to be preposterous, and of course, it piqued my interest because that's the point of LeBron's tweets, to pique your interest, to draw attention to, guess who? LeBron. So I watch the video, I read the story, and I'm saying to myself, how is this kid being hunted down by two people who are parked in front of him? That doesn't make any sense. And you read the story and the father and son say, listen, we went out and yada, yada, yada. You know, we went out looking for the kid because we had burglaries in the area. There's two 911 calls. It sounds like the father's on the phone with 911 while the altercation takes place between his son and Ahmaud Aubrey. And I watch this thing over and over again, and the bottom line is, the kid is in a house he doesn't belong in. doesn't mean he deserves to die for that. I never once said he deserved to die for that. You don't deserve to die for, you know, trespassing, breaking, and entering, whatever you want to call it. Which, by the way, make no mistake about it, is a crime. It's a crime. But according to LeBron, he was just shot while jogging. If I hadn't seen that video, and I believe LeBron, which I would never do, it's here's a kid jogging along, and here's these two rednecks with a shotgun and a handgun, and they decide to just execute him in the middle of the street because he's black. That's exactly what he made it sound like. And he wasn't the only one. Tim Scott, Republican senator, black senator from South Carolina, compared it to the case of, I believe it's Robert Byrd. I don't want to get the man's name wrong because he was the victim of one of the worst crimes in American history. He was dragged to death back in the 90s by two jackasses from Texas, one or both of whom are now dead because they got the death penalty for it and they, they should have gotten it. They, just, they literally just saw him walking, tied him to the back of a truck and dragged him to death. And they were comparing this case to that one? You've got to be fucking kidding me. You're not hunted down when you run towards somebody. I'm sorry. And I'm watching this video and I'm saying, he's running in the middle of the street. Why is he running in the middle of the street? Well, maybe because this pickup is parked there and he's going to go to the left of it. But then why wouldn't he run to the right of it? And then you can see clearly the, the son is out of the, out of the vehicle with a gun. And I'm saying to myself, why doesn't he just run into a yard? Which is easy for me to say because I wasn't there. It's always easy to say, well, here's what I would have done. You don't know what you would have done, so I'm not going to put it out there like that. But he doesn't run to a yard because it turns out he just came from a yard and Sean King and LeBron James and everybody else forgot to mention that little part he ran out of the house he was in he got chased out by a neighbor and just it just hauled ass out to the backyard totally the actions of an innocent innocent guy remember he's just out jogging he's being hunted and I watched that video I'm, I'm not kidding I watched that video 35 40 times and I picked something up almost every single time like the fact that the father you can see the father in the back of the pickup with his left hand up to his ear he's on a cell phone you can see he's on his phone. Well, you're out there hunting people. Are you on your phone? I don't think you are. Now, I got nothing against the kid, his family. And, and, and do I think he should have been killed for trespassing? No, but he wasn't killed for trespassing. He got killed when he went after a guy who had a gun. Started punching him and everything else. And I should have known better. As soon as LeBron tweets about it, it's Trayvon Martin 2.0. And that's exactly what this is. And on top of that, you had about, 
I don't know, 40, give or take, NFL players. Past, present. Anquan Bolden, Cam Jordan. I assume Malcolm Jenkins, I just because his name's always in, in these things. Tom Brady, Julian Edelman, saying they want the feds in there. Saying there's not a fair investigation. Talking about a hate crime. You know what hate crimes involve? Hate crimes involve the death penalty. So you got a kid who's in a house he doesn't belong in. There's, there's video surveillance of him in that house. There's also surveillance of him or somebody else in that house at night several times from within the house. Now, can I ask you a question? You're building a house under construction. For all of you people out there saying, well, I love to look at houses that are under construction. It's one of my favorite things to do. I just did it yesterday. Bullshit. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. But even if you did, why is there a camera set up on the inside of this man's home? The man, by the way, whose home it is, is also gravely ill. And one of the neighbors on the 911 call said he's not going to be able to finish it. I think he said he has Parkinson's. I think that's what it says on the call, but it's a little bit cloudy. Why do you think there are cameras on the inside of the house? Could it be because he doesn't want people in there? So don't act like these guys just made something up. And the whole thing about whether there had been no burglaries in the last, the last month or whatever, they only went back to January 1st. And on January 1st, there was a gun stolen out of a truck in a driveway in that neighborhood. It belonged to the father. And that father-son duo that ended up chasing the kid or, or looking for him, whatever you want to call it. So there was a history of crime. There is video evidence that people had been going into this home unsolicited. Sean King. Well, there are plenty of people winning out. It just happened that they were white. You mean neighbors, Sean? Those are called neighbors. You mean friends of the guy? If you are you live in a neighborhood and you've got you got someone a house, you know, the house next door or two or three houses down, and you've got strangers that you don't recognize and you're allowing them to go in and out while the guy is incapacitated somewhere else because he's gravely ill. And guess what? You're either a complete numb nuts or you're a really shitty neighbor. And, and, and those of you who say, well, I go and look inside houses all the time. If someone yelled at you from outside, would you just walk out of the house? Or would you haul ass to the backyard and start running down the middle of the street? And then if somebody with two guys with guns said, hey, listen, we want to talk to you, what would you do? Would you stop? Would you run the other way? Or would you run right at a guy with a shotgun, try to take it from him, which is obvious in that video that he's trying to take the gun away, and start punching him in the head? And so my question to all of you is very simple. What was going to happen once Ahmad Aubrey got his hands on that gun? Once he got a hold of that gun and his finger near the trigger, what was going to happen there? I'm not saying I know what was going to happen. I'm saying it's a logical question. Also, the father in the case had investigated Ahmaud Aubrey for shoplifting a few years back. That investigation cost him his probation. Why was he on probation? For bringing a gun to a high school basketball game. So you can go up with all the stories you want. He was going to be an electrician. He just wanted to look in the house. You want to be an electrician and you want to check out a house. Do you ever think about contacting an electrician? You ever think about walking to a construction site with other people there? Has that ever maybe crossed anyone's mind that maybe that's a normal thing to do? I'm not saying the kid deserved to die. Never once have I said that. What I'm saying is that this whole notion that he's jogging around, jogging, because he's a, he's a lover of jogging. He loves to jog. Big into jogging. Big athlete. Wanted to be a boxer. Used to be a football player. He's an avid jogger. What avid jogger do you know says, oh, you know, let me stop. There's a house under construction. And you know, people, you know what Sean King said? Oh, well, there's no windows. It's a very odd house. Well, if there's no windows in the house, what, what is he doing going in there? He can't see anything from the street. So what piqued his interest in the street other than he knows the fact that, it's, that it, is a, it is an unfinished house where the guy doesn't live? 
Makes no, these explanations make no sense. We're right back to Trayvon Martin with Skittles. No, Skittles, Skittles and iced tea and Skittles and iced tea. And all those pictures of Trayvon Martin, they made him look like Webster. They show you a picture of Trayvon from like six years before he got killed. It's a very similar situation. Okay? When you get two people with poor judgment, okay, that collide and one of them has a gun, who do you think is going to win? And remember George Zimmerman, who is an asshole, by the way. George Zimmerman is a complete jackass. Remember what he said? Hey, the kid was beating me. He said he was going to kill me. And the evidence supported that. He had a gun. Trayvon didn't. And once again, you get one guy who's older than the other one. The guy without the gun decides he's going to take the fight to the guy with the gun. And there you go. But if you look at the video, the guns are not drawn. The guns are not up. They're not pointed at the kid. That the father's gun was in the bed of the pickup. The kid, the son, had gotten out of the driver's door and was standing in the middle of the street. Had a clear shot out of Mott Aubrey while he was jogging. Never took it. Gun never went off until they were engaged in what, you know, basically what they call uh, close quarters combat. So, my point being, he was not hunted down. And the reason I say this is not because I want to get into the race war that these people totally, totally, let me tell you something. Some of these politicians, these activists, and even these athletes, they love the idea of a race war in this country. Because it's notoriety for them. It's big business for them. I have no interest in that. I have an interest in letting people know that, you know what, maybe when you go out and jog and you're black, you're not actually being hunted. Maybe the world would be a better place that way. You want to try to figure out what's going on through the kids in the kid's head? I'm not going to try to try to make that, you know, make that assessment. I have a couple ideas, okay? The first idea might be that he listens to people like LeBron James. It feels like maybe he's being hunted, and now he has no choice but to defend himself. The other possibility is he just got chased out of a house he wasn't supposed to be in. He knows it's against the law. Whatever bullshit smoke and mirrors his lawyer puts out there, he knows it's against the law, and he doesn't want to go back to jail. Has it ever occurred to anybody that he recognized the father in the bed of that pickup as the guy who busted him last time and got him sent back to jail and off of probation? Has it ever occurred to anybody? And again, I'll say it. What convenient timing for Joe Biden. What convenient timing for Obama and these other people who are being investigated right now. What convenient timing for all these people who have been saying, don't blame China for the coronavirus. Let's make sure we blame the president. That is absolutely reprehensible to be calling for the death penalty or hate crime charges or any of that kind of stuff. I expect it from Sean King. And unfortunately, I expect it from LeBron James. Now, Tom Brady wants to get on the act. Anquan Bolden, Julian Edelman, find something, find somewhere else to do some good in the world. You phonies. All signing your name without even knowing what the hell happened. Even the kid's mom is calling for the death penalty. Admit she never watched the video. The mayor of Atlanta. Oh, it's a modern day lynching. Never watched the video. Oh, I can't watch that video. But how do you know what you're talking about? And, and nobody questions this stuff. No one questions it at all. It's ridiculous. Okay? And you got 40 NFL players, give or take, using their notoriety, using their celebrity, using their fame, and yes, their money to basically engage in what amounts to glorified cyberbullying to try to ruin the lives of two guys where you really don't know what happened. And for all of you, well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. They didn't, they didn't have the right to go confront him. Maybe they didn't. That's for a jury. I'm not a legal analyst. Especially when it comes to guns and citizens' arrests and what goes on in the state of Georgia, by the way. And I openly admit that, unlike the rest of you. But no, no, no. You know the feds need to be there. You know it's a hate crime. You're full of shit. You should be ashamed of yourselves. Because, you know, damn well, those guys don't have one one-thousandth of the resources of one of those NFL players on that list. Much less the resources of all of them combined. 
You guys make me sick. And with, as far as LeBron goes, you think I'm picking on him? LeBron has crossed the line between athlete and media. LeBron is the media now because he's got his own little show on HBO. He'll say any dumb, dumb thing, any provocative thing just to get attention for himself. We all know this about him. Same thing when, it, when Trayvon Martin was killed by George Zimmerman. Next thing you know, here's a photo shoot orchestrated by LeBron. Look at me, look at me, look at me. Not for hurricane relief. Not for the Ebola outbreak. Not even for this outbreak with COVID-19. At least not that I've heard. Maybe I'm wrong. You don't ever hear about that. But with Black Lives Matter and Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton are involved, ah, here comes LeBron. Big time. Spotlight. LA. Attention. Me, 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 me. No matter who it hurts. That, folks, is the LeBron James we have all gotten to know over the last decade. Bottom line. And for everybody saying, well, wait a second, it worked because no one got arrested, yada, yada, yada. That case was on its third prosecutor. Yeah, the GBI, the Georgia Bureau of Investigation, got involved in the case after the public outcry, and they did, they did execute an arrest a couple days later. Fine. But the case had not been closed by any stretch of the imagination. It was just moving that much more slowly because, if you haven't noticed, everything is shut down right now. But that's okay. All it takes is for LeBron to go crazy with one tweet, and everybody's got their mind made up. They're hunting us every day out here, miscarriage of justice. It's a hate crime. They hunted them like dogs the whole nine yards. Bottom line, that is not true. The kid was not hunted while he was jogging. That is, th that is the case right here. He was not. Whether you think what happened was okay, justified, again, that's for a jury to figure out. My point is very simple. LeBron James is a liar. Just like he's, just like he's usually a liar. And this whole nonsense of him being some great guy who's active in the community is just about 100% media and politics driven. He don't care. He gets to, he's not, he's not going to be hurt by this stuff. He's not these two guys. These two guys now are on trial. Now, can you imagine you go out to go to help your neighbor and next thing you know, you're on trial for a hate crime? Why? Because LeBron wants attention? And the timing of this, again, is not lost on me. Okay, it's an election year whether you like it or not. I don't want this to be a political show. There's plenty of time for politics this year. I'm sure something funny will happen along the way. But you got Joe Biden mumbling in his basement for the last five or six weeks. He's being accused of something that is, is pretty serious. Whether it happened or not, I don't know. But the reaction to it has been completely different than if somebody in the opposing party had been accused of the same exact thing. And that's a problem for them. This stuff with China is a problem. This stuff with Obama that you're finding out right now is a problem. So, boom. Let's just start, let's just start a national race riot. You think that would... I, I, I had no idea until I did a little bit of research because I've actually listened to the 911 calls and I've watched this video probably 40 times. And when I did some investigating, I said, wait a second, this video is from late February and bam, just like that out of thin air. And here's LeBron and here's Sean King and give me a break. What fortunate timing for Joe Biden that we're no longer talking about him finger banging some chick 20 years ago. Good God. Not complicated, people. I'm sorry. Um, speaking of political theater, bad week for the U.S. Women's National Team. Judge throws out part of their lawsuit, and that's the part about equal pay. And now this whole thing for them is falling apart, and I told you this was going to happen. If you listened to the show a couple weeks ago, I said what was going to happen was if the Olympics get canceled, they have no leverage. This team has absolutely no leverage. It's been a great run for these women, but they behaved like absolute fools with this thing. Okay, they, I mean, the, the pompous and arrogant and condescending and self-righteous approach they've taken to this has been completely misguided since day one. Basically, in a nutshell, here's, here's what it comes down to. They had a chance for the same deal that the men's team has. They just didn't want it. 
And then when they started performing at an at a incredibly high level, they all of a sudden decided, wait a second, the other deal would be better for us or a different deal would be better for us. So you know what? Let's scream sexism until we get our way. And I told you this was going to happen. I didn't know it was going to happen, but I told you if one thing happens, they were done. And that was the cancellation of the Olympics because they had nothing to stand on. What they should have done this entire time was handle this as a negotiation or a renegotiation of their of their agreement with U.S. soccer, who has not been perfect themselves by any stretch of the imagination. U.S. soccer has, as in their own way, behaved like children. A complete lack of professionalism on that end as well. And I said a long time ago they should have sat down, hammered it out, and talked about it. Players didn't want to do it. Player, they sat down, the players basically stormed off, and then went on their own little talk show tour, spreading their propaganda around the country. And I'll tell you exactly what this was. We're hot off a World Cup win. The Olympics are next year. You better, you better not mess with us. We have all the leverage. Except for the fact, a couple things. Number one, they could have just put a different team out there. They could always have done that. And said, listen, we're not going to let you put a gun to our heads. That's all there is to it. But the second thing, the Olympics are now canceled. And the U.S. women's team should have seen this coming, and so should their lawyers. And they didn't. And now there is no leverage against, against U.S. soccer. U.S. soccer, go ahead and, and take them to trial. What do they, what, what do they care? There's a couple of, of uh, exhibition games sponsored by Neutrogena or Dove or whoever sponsors these ridiculous, these ridiculous matches they schedule against countries like Thailand and Japan who they're going to steamroll. Give me a break. Seriously. Oh, no, we're going to miss USA. We're gonna miss the USA versus uh, Australia from Dick Stadium in Denver in the middle of August. No one's going to give a shit. Are you kidding me? No one cares. In fact, there's no sports period right now, so you guys can't do anything. But court cases, they go on. And the equal pay part of it, which was always a joke, always a joke, gets tossed. I don't know what's going to happen now. I don't know how the whole thing's going to resolve itself. To me, it sounds like they could have gotten themselves some more money. And I don't know this for a fact. They probably could have gotten this, themselves some more money if they didn't decide to go and, and make this into a political spectacle. Now they've got nothing. They've got nothing. But it's another, another group of women here in this particular case. Spare me the routine where you're fighting for all the other girls out there and you're fighting for equality. You're not fighting for anything more or less than money. You're no better than LeBron. LeBron's not fighting for a better world. LeBron's fighting for money for LeBron. That's what LeBron cares about. You can go out there and act like he really gives a shit about Dwayne Wade's 12-year-old kid transitioning, okay? He doesn't. He cares about money because he wants Dwayne Wade championing his causes. Just how it works. Bad week for the, for the U.S. women. And you know what? They've been, their, their performance the last few years has been remarkable. It's been outstanding. But there's a way to handle it. And to go out there and, I mean, they have taken this thing so far. It has been, I mean, these are, these are women you would never know their name. You wouldn't know any of their names if it wasn't for U.S. soccer. And they've earned it. They've earned, they've earned spots on the team. They, they've, they've performed incredibly well, pretty much as well as they could. But if you're going to bullshit people, you know what? You're going you're gonna to lose steam real fast, especially when you, when you lose your leverage. And their leverage was the Olympics. No Olympics. No one cares. Who, who cares if you don't play now? What are you going to do? What, you're only going to give U.S. soccer three years to find a new World Cup team? I think they'll be okay. My God, terrible. Ter what, a, what a terrible performance by them and their reps. They should fire every one of their lawyers. Absolutely terrible. Um, so there's some relationship trouble in the NFL right now. Who do I want to start with? Let's start with Jay Cutler, who, shockingly, and I mean, this, this breaks my little heart, is going to separate from and divorce Kristen Cavallari. I had high hopes for these two kids, especially when he retired. Um, and, of course, the story leaks that she was unhappy with him. He was lazy. 
and unmotivated after getting his bell rung in the NFL for what, 10, 12 seasons? Yeah, she had enough of his laying around the house for six months. <laughs> oh my God. I know they tried doing some kind of reality show with those two. He apparently wanted no part of it and also wanted no part of even hiding the fact that he wanted no part of it. And here's a girl, by the way, who was famous for having mimosas with LC on the hills. That's her idea of going out there and getting it. So anyway, he's made himself like, I think he's made himself something along the lines of like 20 times what she has in her life. Somewhere around there. He's made like $122 million just from contracts in the NFL. Not to mention endorsements and everything else. He's got some money. She decides she wants a new house and she wants to spend $10 million on it. He says, if you want a new house, go get yourself a job. Can I tell you how many times I've heard conversations like this? You want a house? Great. Go get a job. She didn't want to do that. She just wanted the house. So he went and froze all the assets so that she couldn't get her hands on the cash to go put a payment on the house. She didn't like that and said, you know what? I'm leaving. I know, I know. She has a fashion company. So did Wow from Jersey Shore. Do you really think that amounted to her doing any kind of work whatsoever? Or just throwing her name behind some shitty products and having other people try to sell them for her? You haven't noticed there's not much of a clothing market right now because there's nowhere for people to go. Nah, go ahead and buy a new house. No problem. Yeah, 10 million. Oh, you don't want it? Oh, well, then I don't love you anymore and you're lazy and unmotivated. Okay, sounds good. Couldn't see that one coming. I just find it hysterical that a reality star, a reality star, who wins some audition when she's, you know, 17 or 18 for MTV, all of a sudden decides that her NFL quarterback is lazy and unmotivated. Can't make it up. Can't make it up. However, good for Jay Cutler, right? He sees the warning signs. He puts his foot down. He says, you know what? I'm not putting up with this. And if you don't like it, eh, you know what? Fine. Not getting any better, is it? If I put up with this, what else will I put up with? Guess who could use that same mindset? That's right, Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas, who, by the way, well, let, just, let me just tell the story first. Earl Thomas gets caught cheating on his wife. Not the first guy to do it. Not the last guy to do it. Like a lot of guys I know who think it's funny to cheat. And girls who think the cheating is the funniest thing. It's the funniest thing in the world. You make a fool out of the guy. You make a fool out of the girl, whoever you're dating, whoever you're married to. It's hysterical. It's the funniest thing ever. Until they get caught. Then it's not that funny because the tears start flowing. I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. You know, even may he rest in peace. Remember, Kobe had his moment a long time ago. Also got charged with rape, so it made it a little bit tougher to conceal. But, you know, from what I understand, he behaved himself after that. Sorry to say something bad about Kobe. We should let him rest in peace. A lot of, lot of Kobe talk lately about really unnecessary stuff. But that's what came to mind. Anyway, Earl decides he's going to cheat on his wife. Apparently, he's sharing this woman with his brother. That's another topic altogether. I'm not even going to get there. The wife finds out and somehow walks in on them in bed. Walks into the woman's home. Minor detail, also had a gun, held the gun to his head. And there are also reports she chased him around with a knife. And Earl Thomas's response is, man, I'm pissed this story got out. <laughs> Earl, have you heard of TMZ? <laughs> the funny thing is, you know, I guess there's two sides of looking at it. These lockdowns and people not working and stuff, there have been, you know, spikes in crime in some places. But in a lot of neighborhoods, and I imagine, you know, he lives in a nice neighborhood, the girl he was banging, I'm not sure where she lives. I'm guessing it's a somewhat nice neighborhood. You know, some neighborhoods are very, very quiet. So how the hell do you think, being an NFL player, possible if not probable Hall of Famer, people aren't going to find out that your wife held a gun to your head. What are you, fucking crazy? I mean, this is ridiculous. And it gets better. Not only is he pissed that the story got out, he's still talking to her. And I, you, what, use the, the, this is the oldest excuse of the book. Well, you know, my kids. Your kids? What, you want your kids seeing this? You want your kids seeing you treated like this? 
This is the another way of looking at it is this is the example you're setting for your kids of how a husband acts. There's all these there's all these things, but he's talking about trying to work it out. I wonder how his neighbors feel about this. Oh, do you think? Now let me ask you a question. We just talked about neighbors with another case. Do you think Earl Thomas's neighbors want to see him and the wife work it out, or do you think they want them nowhere near each other? Given that when they don't get along. And granted, he earned it. I mean, there's, there's, there's a good reason why they weren't getting along. But given the fact that when they don't get along, guns come out, do you think the neighbors want them trying to reconcile? Or you think you want to, do you think they want them never within 10 miles of each other? Which one do you think it is? No, no, I'm pissed the story got out. Sure you are, Earl. And for all you kids out there, okay, if you learn anything here, learn from Jay Cutler. Okay, don't learn from Earl Thomas. Learn from Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler put his foot down and said, you know, there are certain things I won't put up with. Now, Earl Thomas has a guilty conscience. I get it. But you're talking about a gun. She put a gun to his head. Where does it escalate from there? What happens the next time she's unhappy? Especially, I'm going to go ahead and I just go out on a limb here and say this is not the first time that Earl Thomas did what he did. It's just the first time he got caught, right? How much better do you think she's going to take it the next time? And talk about being completely delusional again. Turns out the Ravens now are looking to see if they can get rid of Earl Thomas. These things have consequences. Remember Reuben Foster a few years ago? What was that, two years ago? Reuben Foster is in a hotel room in Tampa. His girlfriend says that he you know, beat her, yada, yada, yada. Only problem was her story didn't match the police report. You know how I knew that? Well, I knew that because I went and read the police report. The police report was readily available, just like there's a video available of something else that happened that LeBron James and a bunch of NFL players are supposedly experts on. Okay? There was a police report for Reuben Foster. It did not match what the girlfriend said. It turns out she had a history of doing this. Didn't stop people from rushing to judgment. He's a woman beater. He's an animal. He's a savage. Get him out of the league. Get him off the team. Get him in jail. Yada, yada, yada. Sound familiar? Sound familiar? But guess what? Niners, the Niners said, you know what? She shouldn't have been in your room because of the kind of person she is, because of the kind of stuff she does. Now, maybe she was mad at Reuben Foster for something. I really don't know, and, I, and quite frankly, I don't care. I was mad is not a reason to lie to the cops and try to get your boyfriend locked up, and it's not a reason to put a gun to your husband's head. Okay, I'm sorry. That Earl Thomas is out here making excuses for her. So, I'm not comparing it to the situation with Jay Cutler. It's obviously completely different. Bottom line, though, men, there are certain lines, and I'm guilty of it, too. I've done it in the past. You make excuses. You Maybe you feel bad for something you've done, although in my case, not really that. I just, you know, sometimes you, I, maybe the person's done something for you. You figure you make an excuse here, there, whatever. You know, once they show a certain level of crazy or a certain level of disrespect, do yourself a favor and walk the other way, okay? Just walk. I promise you there's other people out there. And he's out here. And the I'm not even kidding about this. The example he's setting here is terrible. The example he's setting for young men out there is absolutely awful. You make an excuse for a woman. I mean, it's completely ridiculous. This is this is worse, in my opinion, than when Andre Risen let Left Eye burn down his house and still stayed with her. It's ridiculous. What a joke. Never thought Jay Cutler would be the guy who I'd use as an example of doing something better than Earl Thomas, but hey, here we are. It is 2020, right? Apparently anything goes this year. Um, and as such, let's talk about some of these sports coming back. Here's the good news. UFC has been back already. There's another event this week. They had one last weekend. ESPN Plus has a lot of this. I know last week they did pay-per-view. I think they did actually pretty good numbers. No competition, and you were allowed to gamble on it. You can imagine that happening. Um, Bundesliga, that's the German, the, the top soccer league in Germany. It's good soccer, big-time soccer. They return this Saturday. NASCAR comes back on Sunday. Horse racing's been there, but not everywhere. 
Now you're at the point where top tracks like Churchill Downs are coming back, um, Golden Gate Fields, which is uh, just outside of San Francisco. I think they're coming back in the near future. Santa Anita is supposed to come back, I think, this weekend or next. That's another California track. New York and New Jersey tracks are going to be a little behind because New York and New Jersey is just going to be behind the country. I don't want to get into, again, the decision-making and the politics and everything like that. I don't want to get into some of the blunders in my area, but it's going to be a while before things are back to normal here. Maybe, maybe, maybe the last area of all um, in New York and New Jersey, but horse racing has been active in a few places, in Oklahoma, Arkansas. You know, Oklahoma had a meeting that started at the end of January. It went all the way through the beginning of May. They basically raced four times a week, and they have no problem. There is no problem with some sort of, you know, outbreak around, you know, the Hot Springs area, which is where Oklahoma's located. You know, Gulfstream's been racing. Uh, Tampa Bay Downs was racing up until I think I think their meet ended a couple weeks ago. No problems. No problems with any of this. So it should encourage you a little bit that, you know, A, some of these states, and not just the racetracks, but some of these states have reopened and people are out and about doing, you know, doing their thing. And you really haven't seen a problem with it, but also that they're able to, at least on a contained level, put sports on. Now, the NBA can't figure out exactly what they're doing. They're still talking about Orlando. They're still talking about Las Vegas. That tells me that they're really not that close to coming back because Las Vegas is trying to open up, period. So I'm not sure. I, I guess it would make sense that they could play in the auditoriums in some of these casinos because the casinos aren't going to be hosting any shows anytime soon. So from that perspective, I guess it would make some sense. And I guess that you know they could work out a deal with the hotels and let the players stay there. I just don't know. It just doesn't seem like the NBA... Is really that optimistic. Adam Silver may be letting a little bit of his politics get in there. The NFL, meanwhile, full steam ahead with the schedule release. You got to think that if the Week 2 Sunday night matchup is the Patriots at Seattle, that the NFL expects to be able to play. You, you want to reschedule the game where New England's got to go and basically, I don't know, their second or third farthest road trip? That's mathematically possible. You think they want to have to reschedule that? I don't think they do. So I think the NFL is pretty confident that they're playing. Maybe Roger Goodell's letting some of his politics, okay, maybe get into his decision-making. Major League Baseball is now basically in the process of trying to bargain with the players. And some of the players don't want to come back for less money. Or maybe they want to come back for less money, but not that much less money. Let me explain something to you. You go ahead, if you're the major leagues, if you are the players' union, Tony Clark, whoever, whoever's got a problem with this, you go ahead and skip this season and you watch what happens. I'm going to tell you why. This country is star for sports right now. The whole world is. Not just, you know, United States. I mean, the, you know, the soccer in Germany and everything. And, you know, the English Premier League is coming back next month. We think. Everyone wants sports back. When it comes back, it's going to come back with a fury. I mean, it's going to especially if they run a couple, you know, if they decide that some of these states can start having fans in the stadiums. Are you kidding me? What do you think the NASCAR crowds are going to look like? What do you think the Indy 500 crowd is going to look like? What do you think the Kentucky Derby crowd's going to look like? Yeah, there will be people that miss baseball. You know, you'll miss the World Series. Red Sox fans will miss the Red Sox. Yankees fans will miss the Yankees. Dodgers fans will miss the Dodgers. Of course, there'll be people that miss it. But there's going to be so much there to replace it that it's just that feeling is not going to be nearly the same as a normal year. Not to mention, Major League Baseball, from all their all indications, from all of their behavior, has made it clear. They are looking for younger fans. They're having a hard enough time as it is holding on to young fans because of the chronic case of ADD that, you know, the 20 to 35-year-old crowd and, quite frankly, the entire country has now because you've got so much at your fingertips. You don't like what's on TV? Boom, Netflix. Boom, DVR. Boom, on demand. You don't have to wait for something to come on anymore. 
And they've had a major problem holding on to young fans when it comes to Major League Baseball games lasting three and a half and four hours. What do you think is really going to happen if they go ahead and skip an entire season? Pennywise Pound Foolish does not even begin to describe that mindset. Okay, and the Major League Baseball players and the Players Association may want to take a lesson from the U.S. Women's National Team and understand that sometimes you just don't have as much leverage as you'd like. But whatever you guys are going to do, do us all a favor and figure it out quickly. Okay, don't tell anybody it's June in less than three weeks. Okay? And while you guys are standing your ground looking for the best possible deal for you and only you, a lot of the other leagues have figured out a way to do just that. Figure it out. I suggest Major League Baseball do the same thing and do it promptly. And that is all the time we got this week on The Air Attack. Thanks for joining us. Make sure you check out Facebook.com slash The Air Attack and follow me on Twitter and on SoundCloud at BCAK The Man. Also follow the show on Twitter at Air Attack Radio, Air Attack Radio on Twitter. And remember, The Air Attack with BC The Man can be heard on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on SoundCloud, and of course on the Anchor app. Subscribe and share today. Close it out tonight with my man from Chicago. Here's Beads, Amy Winehouse. I am BC The Man. See you guys next time on The Air Attack. I'ma need to make a little trip so I can see if it's that low hand Or that Megan Fox I need that real white that make them blocks high That Colombian, Peruvian, now I ain't new to it I know what to do with it, a hustler baby who I is Most of these niggas don't know what they doing Shit, I whip it, bag it, ship it in that plastic, then I'm through with it Simple mathematics, yeah, I flip like acrobatics Probably jumping like a rabbit Crack addicts, you know I'm living lavish, selling white, I call it Paris, call it havoc with these prices, shit get go like it was magic. Got that Amy Winehouse, got that, got that white work, got that, got that white girl, you know what it is. Got that Amy Winehouse, got that, got that white work, got that, got that white girl, you know what it is. Got that Amy Winehouse, got that, got that white work, got that, got that white girl, you know what it is. Got that Amy Winehouse, got that, got that white work, got that, got that white girl, you know what it is. Bitch, I got that Kurt Cobain, insert this shit in your vein, disturbances in your brain, it's murderous killer cane, I purposely kill a gang, you don't know what you can mean, I go call the mob so I can cop me some of that Charlie Sheen, Paula Dean, Marley Green, got y'all mean, got everything, got them stimulators for a major methamphetamines, got that David Letterman. Late night you can let him in He about 12 instead of 10 About 3 I need some more again My white girl come from Oregon Oregon I say she is Try to fuck with everyone But I don't let her play with kids Britney that's my favorite I pack her up and get her off They keep coming back They be like never hard Get her soft Plus I got that Chelsea Handler I don't think that you can handle her Leave you with that North Pole nose Minus the antlers And the block grown up boys Got Adam Sandler Man, they want this shit so bad, they need a pamper. Got that Amy Winehouse, got that, got that white work, got that.
fiends going up, going AWOL. Ain't the one to get slapped off. I ain't fucking with it if it's slapped off. Hit Mike D with a 6 3. Everybody know that recipe. That cookbook make a masterpiece. Look and say, uh, like masterpiece. Shit so good that not to sleep. Press so low they hot to beat. Shit, we got about that money. That fast flip, that fast cash. Money piled up in the trash bag. Stay far away from where the fans at. Shit, my niggas have where the bread at. Chop that work, we bag that. Throw that zone in the south bag. I fold that money, get count the cash. Niggas out here straight short you. Make you choose something that force you. I'm in the Honda, fuck a Porsche. They trying to fuck with law enforcement. Fuck 5 fuck fair time. I'm trying to fit fly more, no bedtime. Me and my niggas on the med grind. Yeah, we got here trying to get air down. 